the foundation of everything that you build is yourself. And so the biggest devotion that you hold must be towards yourself. It must be you being devoted to your personal growth, your spiritual growth, your expansion, to facing your shadows, to doing the work, to getting dirty, to getting messy. Because from that place, from that place, that's when you start to really lead with purpose. You're listening to the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and my greatest passion is to help you transform your doubt into the courage you crave to activate your thriving business from the inside out. As a Kundalini business mentor, speaker, and modern medicine priestess, I believe the world's ready for your medicine more than ever. By embracing all facets of our human experience, we have the power to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. Every Wednesday, I gather some of the greatest leaders, teachers, and revolutionists of our time to talk about all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to uplevel your business and life. It's time for more good people making good money, doing great things in the world. Best believe this is the place that's going to take you there. If you're ready to unleash your medicine and revolutionize the world as we know it, I invite you to dive in and join us on this wild ride. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and let me just tell you how pumped I am for you being on this episode As you may or may not know, I have really shifted gears with my business and really am choosing to focus on the solutions (laughs) rather than being all caught up in the problems and what's going wrong. Yes, being aware of what's happening. And with that, how can I be part of the solution and take initiative and true leadership? And so I'm excited for you to be diving into this episode. I've got my girl, Ruby Freeman here. And I met Ruby, I think it was like in January in Palm Springs um, through a mutual friend, Dr. Brett Jones, who's going to be on the podcast later, more so next year, because this podcast is already all geared up for the rest of the year. But we met at this event and I've been following her for years and I was so excited to finally connect with her. And we've just are on the same wavelength, the same vibe, and we're seeing the same shit that's going down, not just in the industry, but the world. And so I'm really grateful to be sharing with you this conversation because I'm being very discerning on who I allow in this space. I've seen a lot of the false light and the bullshit in the spiritual community. And there was a lot of like climbing the ladder that I got trapped in, but I realized after becoming friends with a lot of those people that they weren't serving with integrity and it was more about chasing the fame or, you know, the fortune, the things that in the material world, but they were lacking the compassion. They were lacking the the authenticity and overall integrity. And I'm excited to be talking with Ruby about serving with integrity because there's a truth is the coaching industry is evolving. And we talked about that because this woman, Ruby, she's been watching what's been going on for quite some time. And she carries that no bullshit approach really to help people find their transformation. And she's really big on helping people really embody their, their confidence so that they can go forth and really share their voice and unleash their missions with the world to really go forth and lead 
with purpose. And so this woman, she's incredible. She's been named an inspirational woman by the Huffington Post. And she she's just great. And I think you're going to really learn a lot from this because it's time for us to really show up, step up and serve. And so we're talking about not just how the coaching industry is evolving, but also how to transcend shame for really speaking your truth. And we're also talking a lot about the lack of integrity in the online world and why social media is a blessing for connection. And you have the ability to work smarter instead of harder. And a big thing we talked about as well was really creating content with purpose. And when you are creating with purpose, the integrity behind that is, is working smart because <laughs> you're focusing on the solutions. And so we talked a lot about as well, evolving your business as you evolve. And I know we recorded this before COVID. I was supposed to share this episode, um, before I left for Bali, but something told me to take a pause on the podcast. And now we're coming back and wow, this is the time for us to really, you know, show up and lead. And this is what this woman is helping people do. And another great point we talked about that is always one of my favorite topics is the power of plant medicine and really the connection to shamanism in the industry, which is something that I'm really embracing more. I call myself a shamanic business specialist, and I'm here to help people who are working in the field of modern mysticism to really come up with soulful strategies and use that mystical marketing to really make an impact and cultivate ethical businesses. And so sponsoring this episode is a new guidebook that I've created. And as I promised last week, I'm offering more experiences that are going to be affordable. And so I have a really beautiful guidebook of reflection questions and card spreads and a lot of insight it's called Activate Your Business. It's only $55, very affordable, and it's over 40 pages of information. So you can check out in the show notes below, or you can go to sabrinariccio.com slash activate dash your dash business. You can also click the links inside my uh, Instagram links that you can purchase it. And it's an ebook that you can just go at your own pace. And essentially, I'm, I'm committed to helping you really take initiative, feel empowered to step into that power of yours and to really unleash your medicine of the world with integrity, with truth, and again, be part of the solution. What a concept. So again, check that out at sabrinariccio.com slash activate dash your dash business and listen to what Ruby and I are talking about because this is going to get real. And so Get your notepads if you're driving, listen, get those ahas and say, oh yeah. And we want to know who is, who's listening. So make sure you tag me at Sabrina Riccio, you tag Ruby at I am Ruby and you tag the Sovereign Society podcast at Sovereign Society podcast. And if you're inspired by something that has been shared here, please make an Instagram post and use the hashtag Unleash Your Medicine and tag us. We want to build this community to see more people with integrity leading the way so that we can really revolutionize this place. And this is our time to thrive. This is our time to shine. And this is our time to shake shit up. It's why we're here. So without further ado, I'm excited to be sharing with you this conversation with Ruby Freeman talking about serving with integrity. Enjoy. 
I'm so excited. I have Ruby Freeman here. And honestly, I've been I've been aware of Ruby's work for years now. I became a coach back in 2013. And I've seen, you know, the people that were really pioneering and really starting off before coaching became trendy. And a lot of us are also seeing what's going on in the field. And it's just so great that I get to connect with more and more thought leaders and true uh, people in their integrity, um, recognizing and seeing what's happening. And, uh, before we push record, like Ruby and I were like talking, like we should just start pushing record because this conversation is too good to pass. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you Ruby for being here. And, um, I'm so excited to continue to dive into what we were talking about behind the scenes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited to see where this conversation flows. Yes. So uh, I met, Bud and I met Ruby in Palm Springs at Dr. Brett Jones. Uh, he had like a day retreat and he invited me to go and we met there and I was like, oh my God, I've like, I've, I've definitely, like I said, I've known you for years. I've seen your, your work and it's amazing to see the evolution that you've created. And when I was researching for this podcast, I even found out more why we're new best friends because uh, before this coaching world that you dove into, I too was also in the music industry um, at festivals mm. and raves. And I was um, blogging about them and creating them. And I know you have a very similar background, uh, creating and producing events. And then there's an awakening that happened for you that really um, brought you into this path of where you are today. So I'd love for you just to give a little like cliff notes version of your journey that really brought you to this space. Yeah. So the cliff notes version is yes, before this, I was working in nightlife. Um, but I had always, always, um, dealt with this feeling of, uh, unworthiness and also being unheard and being um, shunned for speaking my voice. I, I was raised Punjabi Sikh and, um, you know, my parents did their best, but I was not encouraged to speak my truth. And anytime I spoke my truth growing up, I was shunned for it or punished for it or told not to do it because it wouldn't be accepted. Um, and so by the time I got into nightlife in my 20s, uh, I had already cultivated a habit of masking and numbing out. And while I worked in nightlife, I was introduced to recreational drugs. Um, you know, prior to that, I had only drank a lot of alcohol and smoked a lot of weed. But here I was introduced to substances like cocaine, EMDMA. And soon enough, I became addicted to cocaine. And for me, it represented power. Mm. It also offered me... Um, I guess the, what I thought I needed in order to do the job that I was doing, mm -hmm. because in reality, it was exhausting me. It was exhausting my energy fields, but I didn't know it. Um, and so I would always keep myself uh, in a certain state in order to work the way that I was working and be around the people that I was being around. Now I loved, you know, some of those days were the best days of my life. Totally. And it was also like some of the darkest days of my life. And I was in an abusive relationship for years and, um, when I ended that, that's when I found myself on my like fall to the knees moment in 2012. Uh, when I really, for the first time, saw the pattern in my life, like, wow, I keep ending up in this place where I feel devastated, where I feel like everything is going against me, where I'm blaming other people. It was almost like, it felt like an out-of-body experience where I was looking at myself and observing and noticing how 
wow, like I'm always blaming other people, things, experiences, circumstances. And in reality, what got me to this place, you know, on the floor, ending a four and a half year abusive relationship, an addict and didn't know it. What got me to that place was an accumulation of my own choices and decisions. Like no one held me at gunpoint and forced me to be in this Mm -hmm. relationship. No one forced me to drink and do drugs and surround myself with toxic people. No one forced me to do any of these things. I did these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was that realization that really sparked my journey into um, inwards, really uh, getting to know myself for the first time. Uh, working through the beliefs that I'd picked up my entire life to get back to my truth. Mm. Um, And it's a journey that I'm still on, that I'm deeply devoted to, that I see as a lifelong journey. But it's one that's um, been amazing because through it has birthed my real true purpose and the work that I do today, um, as well as this life that I am now experiencing externally, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, my, my husband, my, my relationship with him, my new friends, you know, my, my new life, how, how night and day Mm. this all seems, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so different. Um, but it was really that realization of like, oh shit, I did this yeah, (laughs) and taking ownership for that. And then also taking responsibility for the fact that I have the power to change. Right. And I think when we get into that space, cause I had a very similar thing, I was abusing MDMA like every week. Mm Cause I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't, I wasn't alcohol to me was not taboo in my family growing up Italian. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah. it wasn't like a thrill. And I, even to this day, I rarely drink alcohol, but, uh, MDMA was fresh and it was, that's what helped me find God at the begin at the mm-hmm. first time I ever did MDMA and helped me find myself. Cause I had all this depression and all this trauma and all these things, but then we abused it. I abused it. Mm-hmm. And that was a period where there was a lot of abuse. Like the, the scene was hot. Mm-hmm. The scene was hot. Cause I was a music journalist in the house music industry from 2010 to about 2014. And it was mm-hmm. a hot time, but everyone was abusing. And the thing is, is like when you're in those States, Everyone around you is who's also in those states. There's all of our dark shit comes up mm-hmm. and our field is open. So we're absorbing a lot of things that aren't even ours, yep. especially cocaine. Cocaine is, mm-hmm. is, is something that breaks down those, those barriers mm-hmm. and that dense energy comes in, which is why I think a huge chunk of us had the, that breakdown in 2012 And Mm -hmm. a huge chunk of us really woke up and was like, wow, there's, I have to reassess and reevaluate because this is not in alignment with my truth. Right. Totally. It was totally. And it's, it's like, it's, uh, I think that there's, there's so many of us that are on this journey and so many of us that have similar paths and so many of us that have similar timelines. Um, And also, timelines that differ just a little bit because it really comes down to, are we willing to face that truth? Mm -hmm. Because it it can be a pretty ugly truth to face. Like for me to really look at my life and be like, shit, I did this and I'm continuing to do this. And, uh, you know, the only reason I'm in this situation is because of me. That's really, that takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery, especially when you're so used to pointing the finger 
um, and blaming your circumstances, right? And now we get to be on this path of um, self-discovery, which also allows us to support others on their path to self-discovery in different ways with our own unique gifts. Yeah. And I think that's what we have to, I think that's the medicine is understanding like the experience that we went through, how there's no accident to it either, because this is how you are going to be of service. This is how you can be more compassionate. And to me, that's what true leadership is. It's about how can you be of service to those who've been where you once were, who it doesn't matter what the situation looks like. It can be everything from, you know, relationships to um, business to whatever, you know, all of Mm -hmm. it is about, we are here to serve people that were where we once were because that connection is what is, what is, is needed for us to continue to be part of the evolution of humanity. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't have said that better myself. It's, we're all contributing Mm -hmm. to that evolution in our own ways. And so much of that has to do with our journeys, where we've been, what we've acquired through where we've been. Mm -hmm. You know, I, there's nothing that I regret in my life. Nothing. Like even some of the ugliest choices and decisions I am so grateful for. I'm so grateful for everyone who came into my path, no matter how much, um, trauma was created from those relationships, I'm so grateful because all of that gifted me with, uh, to, to be who I am today, Mm -hmm. you know, and without having gone on this path, I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing today. I wouldn't have uncovered what I'm really truly meant to do. I wouldn't have uncovered my voice. Right. And I think the biggest thing we have to do is to really drop that shame because those are the stories that hold us back from fully stepping into our authentic power. Those are the stories that keep our truth dimmed. It's like there's still Mm -hmm. a veil over our truth because we're still ashamed. And of course, that can all trigger back to um, your inner child. And when did you first feel ashamed from from your developmental ages? And I think that's what a lot of people have to understand too is that if you're struggling with speaking your truth or sharing your truth online or in your business, it's really critical to do that deep inner child work as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, for me, shame was something I carried in my childhood, but when I got to this point in my life in 2012, I actually started blogging anon- anonymously, um, on my journey very early on, mostly because I wanted to hold myself accountable. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, well, if I put it on the internet, then I have to do it. Um, but I created this anonymous blog on Tumblr. Anyone remember Tumblr? Oh, the OG days. Oh, yeah. The OG days. Yeah. And um, I, I just, I was sharing really openly. And for me, it provided a platform for me to practice leaning into my voice and um, the feeling that I had from that release was far greater than the feeling that I experienced with shame. And so that's actually what helped me work through my shame was just using my voice and experiencing the freedom that comes from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more that I used my voice, the more I was shedding my shame. And I re- because I was... I realized that that was creating a connection point for people, for people who were reading um, my stuff. I eventually got brave enough to share it on Facebook and I was hearing from 
some of like the world's biggest DJs and producers that I was doing their shows for, like would DM me and say, Hey, I'm going through the same thing. Like, Mm. thank you so much for putting a voice to this. And I realized like, number one, I'm not alone. Number two, like all it takes is one person to share. And that's what can start dropping the shame for many other people. And, and so for me, I don't want to say it was like easy to drop the shame, but it kind of was because I chose to um, lean toward lean in the direction of expressing myself. So it's as soon as you make that decision, I think that's what you have to really understand. Everyone is like, as soon as you make that decision and you take the conscious action to do it, it's easier. It's our heads that tell us it's, it's, it's more complicated than it is. Well, it's our old programs, right? right? For whatever reason, maybe your parents used to shame you for speaking your truth or speaking up and, and we create these programs. I mean, even now to this day, um, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't, <laughs> what is perfection anyways? But like there are times when I fuck up uh, and I'll publicly like share, Oh, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's because I think at the end of the day, um, especially with social media being what it is, we're all craving the human side of things. We're all craving authenticity. We're all craving to connect with each other. And we cannot connect with each other if we're going to be wearing masks and facades and posturing ourselves to be perceived in a certain way. Like the only way that we can connect with another human being is when we let ourselves be seen and we let them see themselves in us, right? Like if you think about to our listeners, if you think about people that you feel instantly connected to on social media and think about what was that post that made you instantly connect to them, it was most likely a post where they were really speaking their truth Mm -hmm. and it was super raw and real Mm -hmm. because that's them offering a, an opportunity for them to see, to, to be seen Mm -hmm. for you to actually see them. And through that you get to um, connect with them. And so for me, me, um, this is the very foundation of my business and the work that I do. And I choose to show up in this way day in and day out, even if it makes me look less like less of an expert, Mm -hmm. um, or less of, I don't even know, less of a leader. Um, but you're in your integrity. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and connecting with other human beings. Mm -hmm. Like that's what matters. Totally. Yeah. I mean, lately I've been pretty much exposing myself, um, speaking my truth on how I got stuck in the trap of, um, the, uh, chasing, chasing is the best way to say, uh, chasing the status, uh, in the Mm -hmm. coaching industry. Cause it's, the shiny people. Yeah, yeah, of course. So that blue- I just did a podcast episode on that. The shiny with the, people. With the blue check mark next to your name, right? Yes. So, um, and you know, I after working on my uh, last plant uh, medicine ceremony with peyote, it was very, very, very clear as to for me to really step into my power, and I have to be also aware of the people I surround myself with. And Mm. am I comparing myself to them? And am I dimming my light because of where they're at, even though I've really seen that they're out of their integrity? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, these were close friends. Who they were before they got, like, Instagram famous and where they are now, it was so out of alignment. And that wasn't something that I wanted to do. But I also saw that that was a huge trigger 
of my sacral and like uh, solar plexus development stage. So like puberty mm-hmm. into high school mm-hmm. of wanting to be accepted. Mm-hmm. So it was a yeah. really good opportunity for me to continue to go back to my childhood, my teenage years and to see like where I did my best to try to fit in, but still not be seen or heard. And that's what I was caught in. You know, mm-hmm. I was overcharging prices because I was, you know, that's what everyone else was doing, trying to fit mm-hmm. in. And then I realized it's actually not an integrity with my my mission and my values and my whole purpose as to why I do. And so as soon as I spoke up and started speaking about how the coaching industry has been infiltrated, mm-hmm. the amount of response that came from people that have been scammed by coaches has been through the roof. Mm-hmm. And it's a conversation that I refuse to not talk about. Because otherwise I wouldn't be in my integrity of speaking my truth and honoring what I value because we're here to be of service. People are coming to us in their most vulnerable spaces. And a lot of people have taken advantage of that vulnerability. For sure. For sure. A lot of people are doing their best to target Mm -hmm. that vulnerability and catch people at their lowest points and take advantage of them. And, um, it's really sad to see this happening in the space uh, that's meant to be one that is truly of service and one that is truly supportive. And at the same time, it's just a demonstration of people who are trying to, to, to uh, people who are claiming to, to support you with the work while not having gone through the work themselves. Of course. Really. And, and it's like, it, you don't, what people don't understand is I didn't do the work and then get a certificate and then start coaching and forget about all about the work. No, as, my, as I can only take my clients as deep as I'm willing to go. So for me, my journey is always the priority. I will always prioritize my own growth, my mm-hmm. own spiritual development, personal development, emotional growth before my clients. Mm-hmm. I put that first. It's a responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. In order to continue holding space for the people that I serve, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's my divine responsibility. It's my divine duty mm-hmm. to do so. Definitely. Yeah. And I just think everyone's bullshit meters are getting stronger. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, the more that we're doing the work, the more we're waking up to what's actually feels aligned. And I think that's the gift of 2020, because to yeah. me, it's 2020 crystal vision. And so Mm -hmm. we're seeing every, we're seeing the veils right now and we have the power to pierce through them or to, and to drop them. Um, so this is a huge part of, um, a non-negotiable that I'm seeing with my own business and Mm -hmm. even the people I have on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's gone are the days of, um, you know, uh, trying to be better than, Mm -hmm. You know, and and yes, there are still a lot of people who are fighting that fight, mm-hmm. like trying to be better than X, Y, and Z, trying to do better than X, Y, and Z, trying to position myself better as X, Y, and Z. People see right through that. It, now it's the time when our conscious collective really seeks to rise together and see each other and connect with each other. I mean, as, mm-hmm. as great as social media is, I talk about this all the time. Social media is so great. It's a gift and it's a crutch, right? It's a crutch because we can manipulate how we're being perceived with so much more ease, but it's also a gift because we can connect with people if we use it with, with intention. And so 
now is the time for us to rise, you know, as the leaders that we're here to be and to be responsible with how we're showing up. And that starts by taking responsibility for our own lives, for our own decisions, for the way in which we're showing up. Yeah. And it's that huge reframe that we have to really um, understand because yes, social media is shifting and I have my degree in marketing. So I've been studying this stuff for 15 years and mm-hmm. um, yeah, social media is shifting, but I think what's going to keep the momentum of this gift and this technology is speaking and sharing from that space of integrity mm-hmm. because I think we've gotten so caught up and I saw Gary V post this the other day. It's like post, like it doesn't matter what your feed looks like. You know, I think so many of us are caught up in that, um, the, the appearance, but it's yes. more so about like, what is the, the medicine you're sharing? Yeah. In that. Yeah. It's the potency of what you're sharing. It's the potency of what you have to offer and the potency of your, your words and your presence. Yes. You know, like the stuff you can't fucking filter. Right. Oops. I just said the F word. Was I allowed to say that? Yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I usually ask that at the beginning and I was like, shit, that just oh, slipped no. out. You know me. I'm an Italian. <laughs> I was raised by Italian New Yorkers. So yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I love that. See, I, I, that's big. Like, I want my space here to be where people can like be authentically themselves. You know, right? Like, their of course. Integrity to me, to me, my values are integrity. Like, that's like my main value is how can I be yeah. in integrity and be authentic and be yeah. genuine. Like, those are my three main values of my business. Yeah. You know, this is why we like each other. Totally. My, my main values are like authenticity. Well, my number one is integrity, then authenticity and connection. Yes. And by connection, I mean like connection with self yes. first so that you can connect with others. But yeah, there's a real loss of integrity in our space, um, in our world. So let's, really, I want to talk right about now. that because I yeah. think we can help us really it's not the end all be all. If you're out of that integrity, I think it's it's no. incredibly important for you to know when to take a step back. Yeah, for sure. And I know for me going to Bali, I'm restructuring my whole business so that I can continue to be in my integrity. So yes, I'm going to Bali to write my book, but yes, I'm also going to read refine my business plan and my model. And I think that's really important for us to embrace and understand because as we evolve, so too does our business. And mm-hmm. so we can, again, get caught up in oh my God, I need to post this or like, oh my God, I need to do this. But if, again, if you're out of that integrity, your audience is Mm going to feel it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, we feel it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that it's important to also mention that we feel that. Like maybe we hear the word alignment thrown around a lot, but what does it really mean? To me, it's a feeling. Mm -hmm. To me, it's like, imagine you have an internal alarm system and the alarm goes off. It's that kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. And so you're anxious. You feel like you're missing something. Mm -hmm. You feel unfulfilled. You feel unhappy, but you can't. Imbalanced. You feel imbalanced. Right. Yeah. Like stuff, stuff isn't really where it needs to be. Well, there's something in your life. Like there's a, you're showing up out of integrity in some way, shape or form. And it's up to you to, play detective and find out where that is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I, there have definitely been moments in my journey with this business as a coach where I've shown up, um, with a lack of integrity, mm-hmm. but the key is, is to have that awareness. And how fast can you re, re, yeah. realign to that? Exactly. To that value? Can, are you willing to see it? Number mm-hmm. one, are you willing to own it? Mm-hmm. 
two, and then are you willing to do something about it? Number three. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes the third part is the hardest part because doing something about it can often mean going against the grain, Mm -hmm. like doing something that no one else is doing. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much been how I've built my entire business. Like I've done things, how I've been recommended not to do things. Like I've been told, don't do things that way. It's not going to work. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Like this is what feels good for me. Mm -hmm. This is what feels aligned for me. This is what feels an integrity for me. And at the end of the day, like I didn't choose to be an entrepreneur to fucking hate my business in my life. <laughs> like, let's just be real. I became a purpose-driven entrepreneur to serve, to feel, f- to, to create that fulfillment in my life, to create freedom in my life and to really support this vision that I have. And so I'm going to make sure that I do everything in my power to remain in alignment, even if that means course correcting time and time again. Mm-hmm. And I think that that takes, uh, that revisiting is, has to be a non-negotiable, um, because that's, what's like a, it's like a check-in, you know? And so it's really important to get that foundation set first of what is it that you're doing? And of course it evolves. Yep. Yep. But other, like, if you want to have a business, you have to get these pieces together. Otherwise it's just a hobby that you're doing. And you know, you have Preach to you have to come with a structure <laughs> to create, and then when you have that structure, the content will flow. Yes, yes, and that begins. That structure begins with structure within. Yes, like uh, you can. And if you don't have your, let's just put it this way: if you don't have your shit together, you're gonna build a business, a movement, a shitty business. <laughs> <laughs> right. On top of a pile of shit, yeah. which is eventually going to crumble. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to get your house in order first, yeah. you know, and then people always talk about clarity. Well, it's like the clarity starts within the clarity starts with creating that alignment within yourself, getting clear on what you value, mm-hmm. what's important to you and are, is what you're creating aligned with those values. Yeah. You know, like there's been for me, um, you know, this whole like scale, let's scale, let's get bigger. Let's go bigger. For me, I tried that and I was like, but what do I value? I value connection Mm -hmm. and I value intimacy. And so for me, it was like getting rid of a lot of offers in my, in my business that weren't in integrity because they weren't aligned with my actual values and bringing it back in to, to keep my business one that feels super intimate. And so it's just these constant little course corrections and pivots that I create to remain in alignment. Cause like you said, like we evolve, we evolve our businesses with us, you know, as we evolve. Mm-hmm. So as we continue to evolve our business and our movement and our message is going to continue to change mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, we get to do that mm-hmm. and our movement becomes stronger because of it, because we're always aiming to be in integrity. Yes. And so I would love to hear like, what are some of the techniques that you work with to help you realign and to reassess and to uh, reevaluate or to patch holes in structures or little cracks in the structure to make it solid again? Yeah, for me, it's always um, the, so I do this multiple times a year where I'll look at everything I'm doing and I take an audit. Like here's everything that I'm doing and what by everything I mean, programs, offers, um, content, types of content that I'm creating and the information that I'm putting out there. Um, So I'll look at all of that. 
And I will literally have my values written on a piece of paper <laughs> right next to me as I'm writing out this list of everything that I'm doing. And then I go by e- I go through each item one by one and ensure that they're aligned with my values. If I see something that is not aligned with my values, I will either shift it or I will remove it, like release it. Mm. Um, shifting it sometimes just means, okay, how can I make this align with all of my values? Mm what can I do to just shift it or alter it or edit it? Um, And then releasing it is like, okay, you know what? This chapter is, is now complete and I can release this. And in releasing it, I'm going to remain in integrity with what I'm creating. Um, And so it's just having that regular audit. I do this probably in reality twice a year for sure, sometimes three times a year, Um, but twice a year for sure, beginning of the year and then towards the fall. Um, as I'm prepping for the following year. And um, I'll do it sometimes in the middle when I'm feeling that like, if there's a misalignment, Mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, I need to look at everything that I'm doing Mm -hmm. and and see. And and that really like, so much of that really includes the messaging. Like you were saying, um, you were talking about the people you bring on your podcast. Like even that, I remember in year one, there was people that I brought on the podcast that I only brought on because... um, for whatever stupid fucking reason, like they were going to put me on their podcast or they had a big name totally. or, right? <laughs> or something, some, some, some promise was made. And I was like, man, that was so out of integrity. And now I just, I bring on people that I really genuinely like. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, cause I, I value this space. And again, like that's that the, the connection that I have with a guest is important as well um, in terms of the medicine that comes through from this conversation For and sure. how it's going to impact my audience. It's um, right. also like I want to make sure that I, I'm in my integrity and I can authentically be myself and not feel like I have to water down myself or yep. – or limit yeah. myself in any way, you know what I mean? And so yeah. that's and serve your audience, yes, exactly. right? Like to, to really serve your audience, we need to uh for the podcast, for example, we need to always keep that in mind. Like this is to serve the audience. Mm-hmm. So how am I in service to my audience, to my community if I'm bringing people on that I don't genuinely love? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think another thing if if you're someone that's listening and you're feeling like, "Oh my god, I'm so overwhelmed." I think it's so important to have that sabbatical away. Um, oh my God. Yes. I took, I took a four month social media sabbatical over the summer and I needed that more than anything. The only reason why I went back on social media was because my best friend had a baby and she lived in Canada and it was the only way I was going to see <laughs> the baby. <laughs> but, um, that those four months really helped me realign and reassess. And that was where I had the clarity of, Mm-hmm. the discernment as to who I bring on the podcast and the information I share and reevaluating my pillars. So I think it's really important that, especially if you're feeling like you're in the loop of like, Oh my God, like my shit's not being received well, or I'm stuck in this like trap of like create, 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 even though it doesn't mm-hmm. feel very in alignment. I think it's really important for you to, to take that break, to not, be infiltrated by everyone else's shit on social media mm-hmm. and to come back to you because we have become so increasingly sensitive as it is. And if you are someone of service, you're, you're, it's like you're, you're most likely a sensitive person as it is because you have to feel into the person that you're here to serve. And it's so important to energetically check yourself often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and we can only do that when we, um, turn down the noise around Mm -hmm. us, you know? Um, and for those of you listening who are like four months, Sabrina, you're crazy. Um, you can also take mini breaks, you know, like, right. Take a week off or devote yourself to taking every weekend Mm -hmm. off, like be consistent Mm -hmm. with it. Go offline at a certain hour every night. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be plugged in all the time. Mm-hmm. Put your phone on. Do not disturb. Mm-hmm. Um, turn your phone off. And the key <laughs> is to delete the app, you know, for the yes. weekend. Because then you don't yeah. have that, like, I mean, it's it's crazy, but we've become addicted to it. I think we're addicted to the dopamine hits. I think we're connected for to, sure. you know, just the scroll, like checking out in a way. Um, mm-hmm. And so to me, I would definitely suggest that that's, if you're someone there, like, delete the app. Yeah. So much clarity can come through when you take a break Mm -hmm. um, because that offers you the space within yourself um, to connect with yourself without this outside noise, Mm -hmm. without, without all of this um, consumption of uh, messages of posts of videos of other people's shit, of other people's energy of other people's presence so that you can tune into what's actually really important for you. Mm -hmm. What's actually your true voice. It's how you conquer the, the comparison paralysis. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. Yeah. I think, uh, I, like I said, I think as we become more increasingly sensitive because we've been devoted to doing the work and when you do the work, you become more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, these are going to have to be truly non-negotiables. Um, yeah. Because we're still, this whole technology shit is still new compared to humanity <laughs> and, 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 know. you know, and so we're still understanding the kinks of it. Like it's still a very, um, developmental time of, cause we mm-hmm. have our whole lives ahead of us and you know, this technology isn't going anywhere. So we yep. need to start working on the systems and what works for us, understanding that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get to do that. Yes. You know, we get to create these boundaries for ourselves. Yes. I feel blessed because I'm, I grew up without internet and I grew up without cell phones and I grew up with, I'm dating myself, but I feel blessed that I had that experience totally. because I understand that, hey, life is possible without this shit. Life is possible without a cell phone. Like people call and leave a message on your answering machine and it can take you maybe a whole day to get back to them. Maybe you couple of days and that's cool. Like life doesn't stop. You just keep going. And now we live in the era of FOMO uh-huh. where people feel like if I'm not online, I'm going to become insignificant. Irrelevant. And it's like, you're yeah. not. Yeah. that mm-hmm. That's not true. That's completely false. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in, I've taken weeks off and um, just recently I was in Peru in the Amazon on a plant medicine dieta and I was offline for three weeks and no one knew. Like you think people will know, but they don't notice shit. Like they're all being bombarded with, with all this stuff. <laughs> right. And their own stuff. Right. Yeah. And so give yourself that gift mm-hmm. of going offline, whether you take a long break or whether you start implementing like regular breaks in your everyday life so that you have these opportunities to really hone in on your own voice. And I think once you take that break, even like, let's say two weeks, okay. That first week, once you're off, you're going to have that clarity to be able to come up with the new boundaries and the new structures and the new implementations. I mean, that's a huge part of my Bali purpose. Yes, I'm going to write my book, but it's also so I can, again, reassess, reassess, and I'm using the Mercury retrograde to do that. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's the other thing we can work with the cosmos and these, 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 uh, these shifts of, uh, of planets and what have you to work with Mm -hmm. us. And that's a huge part of what I teach in my programs. It's like work with the cosmos because these are all tools to help us Mm -hmm. be of service. And so I just think it's really important for all of us to understand that it's not the end of the world. If you are finding yourself trapped, it's just you having that, that aha of like, Whoa, I need to reevaluate something right here, right now. And then taking that action. And like you said, your audience will actually thank you when you come Mm -hmm. back than from giving them like half-assed content and material from when you were stuck or trapped. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people have reached out um, to tell me in my DMs, like, wow, your content since you got back from Peru is fire. Or like, I'm really connecting to your content since you got back from Peru. And it's, yeah, every time I take breaks and I'm the same. I have, mm-hmm. it, it's like amazing. And I build them into my year. Mm-hmm. Like every year on my birthday, I take a break every year at the end mm-hmm. of the year, I take a break. I take breaks on the weekends. I take breaks on the evening, in the evenings. I take breaks in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Like there's are breaks built into every single day of my life, as well as through the calendar year for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, it, you know, everyone, it, one of the biggest things I hear people say um, who are on the purpose-driven path is like, I, I can't find my voice. I can't find my unique voice. I don't know what my message is. And maybe that's you, the listener, maybe that's you. And my message to you is you can't find it mm. because you're too busy consuming other people's voices and other people's messages. Mm-hmm. So the only way that you're going to connect to your own unique voice, your own unique gifts, your own unique message is by tuning everyone else out and tuning into you. Ah, oh, yes. That's why I'm so excited for my Bali trip. <laughs> but I would love to talk about, because it's, and this is the other thing that's been really fascinating about my podcast. Pretty much every episode I've had, every guest I have has, is someone that's active in the plant, um, plant medicine journey path. And mm-hmm. um, you were just talking about how you did a 14 day dieta in Mm -hmm. Peru. And so as someone who, because plant medicines have revolutionized my life too, and Mm -hmm. um, I'm very open about it. And um, a lot of people are like seeing me as like, you know, reaching out to me like, oh my God, I just had my first plant medicine ceremony this weekend. And I thought of you. Um, It's really amazing to see how many of us that have been on this path, you know, and I think a lot of us that um, were abusing um, medicines and stuff before, cause I still believe MDMA is a powerful medicine. Um, you know, uh, cocaine, not so much, but definitely like MDMA can be, I mean, the fact that it's on stage four, uh, phase four right now to be, uh, legalized for PTSD for vets. I think that we had kind of like, um, an awareness that we would be on a plant medicine path, you know, years ago, I would just love to hear how your journey with plant medicines have helped you um, reclaim your truth and your power and allowing you to be of service um, from that space. Yeah. um, For me, my plant medicine journey started December, 2018. And since then, I mean, it's been like 15 IS ceremonies, five sits with combo. I've dieted Bobinsana and Oyarao. Um, I've also had the plant medicine dieta in Peru. Um, and I, it's really for me a, a, a very deep, long relationship with 
grandmother medicine that I'm in. And, um, I got, I, I went on this route. I'd heard the call. I'd felt the call, uh, probably at least a year and a half before I went in. Um, I wasn't ready. Uh, I was still really scared of my addiction. Mm. Um, and so I needed to sit with that for a bit. And then in December, 2018, I was ready because, um, I felt like Western medicine was, was, wasn't working. It was failing me. I was dealing with, um, something called PMDD, which was really debilitating and uh, half the month, every month I had brain fog, memory loss, um, extreme depression, suicidal thoughts, um, anxiety so severe. I'd w- it would wake me up in the middle of the night. Like it was debilitating. Um, and I went to plant medicine cause I, I knew, I just knew that this would help. And through that journey, I healed what the Western mm. medicine world said I couldn't heal. Um, but so much more like on a physical level, um, my IBS has healed my anxiety, uh, PMDD gone, like all, all of those symptoms with it, the brain fog, the memory loss, all of that. Gone. Wow. Um, and it's also supported me greatly, um, me specifically for self-trust, learning how to trust myself. Um, I realized that a lot of my behavioral patterns stemmed from a lack of self-trust because as a child, I wasn't given the opportunity to trust myself. Um, Again, like not being able to speak my truth and speak my voice. Um, And it's just like allowed me to um, humble myself, I think is a good way to put it. Um, really humble myself to, to the, and, and hold great reverence to the plants. Like there's so much more out there than just us, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much more out there. And, um, I believe that the plants are making their way around the world now at this point in time, because they have an ancient technology that they're here to serve us. Um, I also believe that there's a lot of, there's a lack, a massive lack of integrity in the plant medicine space. Oh, yes. And that's like a whole other, I could chat, I could talk for like four hours on that shit. Um, so I, I just have a great, great reverence to the plant medicine world and the plant medicine space. And, um, I'm very grateful to be able to work with, with the plants in this way. And, um, yeah, I just continue to to open up and learn more about myself every time I sit with the medicine. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I had, have had very similar experiences. Um, after I was struck by lightning and my nervous system was shot, the plant medicine really helped me realign, um, my nervous system because Mm -hmm. I was in a constant state of fight or flight. Um, Mm -hmm. the paranoia, the psychosis, the PTSD, all of that really was, um, debilitating for me as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like I have a responsibility to help keep the integrity of the plant medicine journey because there are a lot of people abusing it. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's important for us to say that and to speak up on that and not Mm -hmm. bypass it. Um, because it's, um, it's a, it's a reverence that needs to be respected Yes. Can we just say like, you cannot be certified, certified shaman, Mm -hmm. like stop this shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you're fucking up with 
one of the greatest, most ancient technologies in our world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And so if you, to our listeners, like if you feel the call, cause you do, it's a call, like you'll, you'll, you'll know, know. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll know when you feel the call, like really do your due diligence in researching who you choose to sit mm-hmm. with. Um, you know, know their background. How long have they sat with the medicine prior to practicing? Mm-hmm. Who did they seek permission from? What lineage did they seek permission from? Where did they get the medicine from? What form is the medicine in? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of questions you get to ask mm-hmm. because there's a lot of abuse yeah. in space. Yeah. Because I would definitely say the people that I sat with um, for my ayahuasca ceremony, I would never sit with them again. Oh, I've had a ceremony like that before. And, uh, and, and there's another, like another group that like recently I'm starting to see, oh, okay. I, I'm not going to sit with them again. Yeah. And right now I'm very tight with my Peru group because they, you know, he sat with the medicine for a decade studying under a Shipibo maestro who gave him permission and only started practicing after 10 years of dieting over 2000 times with ayahuasca and for me it's like and he still sees himself as a student Mm -hmm. you know and for me that that's the thing is like I think a lot of people get drawn into the neo-shamanism because they see it as power Mm -hmm. we see this in the coaching industry too (laughs) FYI that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying it's all everything's interconnected it's all all linked it's like people take it as power. Like I can transform you. Yes. Like, no, you can't, yes. whether it's through ayahuasca or through coaching, you are not doing the transformation. If you, if you think you're doing that, you, you are disempowering your clients. Totally. Okay. This is about empowering them. Anytime a client comes to me and says, you changed my life. I always, I always say back to them, no, you did that. Yes. I didn't do that. I, I was a guide. I was a mirror for you, but you did that. I shared that in a post the other day. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's to say, I totally hear you. It's like, no, yeah. you, it's a lack of a massive lack of integrity. Yeah. And, and it's when, if you're someone that tells your, your coach that you're actually disempowering yourself. Um, mm-hmm. but no, when I, when I sat in ceremony, I sat with him twice with this, with this couple. And, um, I always sat, I sat across from them cause I was always one to help hold space with it, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Cause that's something that I've had to also allow myself yeah. to receive. Cause I'm always like the yes. space holder. Uh-huh. Um, but the medicine told me like strike one, like, like the medicine said, this is not the people, but it got me the yeah. invitation to like work with the medicine and connect with the energy. But like, mm-hmm. I really didn't really connect with, it was pretty much me and the, and the energy of the, of, of Aya herself, you know, not through the shaman. And it was like mm-hmm. strike two do not do this again. And I got offered another time to stay with them. And I was like, I think I'm going to sit this one out, you know? Yeah. And that took, you know, that was a really important thing for me to, to also recognize is um, the integrity of the people that I work with. Um, yes. And that, that I can only see that if I have integrity within myself. Exactly. When we lack integrity, we don't see in others. But when we stand in integrity with integrity and have integrity with everything that we do, we can spot it like 10,000 miles away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that your bullshit meter is so strong. Yes. And so the last people I sat with, with the peyote ceremony, it was this woman from Brazil and her husband's Mm -hmm. from Mexico. And it was for my friend's birthday and we did a peyote ceremony and it was so powerful. Um, Mm -hmm. My whole, my whole intention was to mature my inner child and from that, and I think you have to also remember, if you do a plant medicine ceremony, the journey doesn't end as soon as that container is closed. Yep. 
Yes. Like the like it, there's still a process after. It still trickles. Yeah, yeah the in. deconstruction begins. Yes, after. yes. Because I sat yeah. and I sat in a peyote ceremony. I felt so clear. Everyone was sending me messages like you're looking so your eyes are so clear. You feel so connected. And I was like, I'm I'm in my truth right now. Mm-hmm. And I had three weeks of the most challenging experiences that I've had since I was abusing MDMA and got struck by lightning and had a difficult LSD trip. I haven't mm-hmm. felt that low since I had that, the difficult LSD trip 2012. Right. And I was like, Oh, something's off. Something's off. My Lakshmi statue shattered off. Oh, she wow. fell off my desk shattered. And ever since Lakshmi shattered, I felt she caught something so strong for me, you know, yeah. that I'm bringing her head with me to Bali and I'm, and I'm throwing it into the ocean in Bali. And I've been the other pieces of her. I've been mm-hmm. um, like a lotus flowers. I buried at my childhood. Um, my grandpa's chair, like the house I, ra- I was grew, grew up in. I built, I buried um, the lotus there right before, like 30 minutes before escrow closed. Mm. Day after my peyote ceremony, I went to my childhood house. I cleared it and got rid of and any any connection I still had of trauma, cleared it out. I mean, when yeah. you're doing plant medicines, and I'm sharing this because when you're doing plant medicines, this isn't basic bitch work. Like this, Mm-mm. it's not about diving into it because everyone else is doing it. It's about yeah. you doing it to really reclaim your power and to really step in to your purpose and why, why your why? Well, also reclaim your power and do something with your power. Yes. I think a lot of people go into plant medicine for the answers. They're like, okay, let me just do this because ayahuasca is going to give the answer. And it's like, no, you can actually sit in an entire ceremony and actually experience nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I've had a ceremony where I experienced nothing. Um, and you can also get ceremonies where the medicine kicks your ass. And it's, it's about you taking the insights that you gain and doing something with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Integration mm-hmm. is a thing. It's a real thing. Whether, yeah. And it's it, in plant medicine and without plant medicine, you know, like if you do read a book, are you going to actually integrate mm-hmm. what you learned? If you listen to a podcast, if you listen to this podcast, what are you going to integrate after this? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do about mm-hmm. it? Right. You got an insight from listening to this. Now, what are you going to do about mm-hmm. it? right? That's the piece. And that's the empowerment piece. And that's the, the one piece that I think a lot of people miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the piece that keeps you in integrity with yourself. Because when you actually start to implement and integrate what you're learning, you are going to feel so much better about yourself because you feel like you're remaining in integrity with yourself. And that is fucking powerful. And until I started doing that, I didn't realize how many in how many ways I was not in integrity with who I was. It wasn't until I started doing that and keeping these, these commitments and um, being devoted to my integration that I started to realize, wow, there's a lot of different ways where I wasn't in integrity with myself. Mm-hmm. No wonder I felt like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, I just feel like it's a huge non-negotiable. Um, yep. If you are here to be of service, that integrity and that integration. So even if you think about it, like in Kundalini yoga, when that Kundalini yoga energy rises up, that's the awakening, but the fem and that's the masculine energy, but the feminine energy is the integration. Mm-hmm. That's the embodiment. How are you going mm-hmm. to embody what you just learned? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not just about the doing consuming, things consuming, or, consuming, yeah. consuming, consuming, consuming. No, it's about being. But it. I think that's so part of American culture. Totally, it's totally. so part it's of American culture. Yeah, it's so part of Western Western state of mind, but especially in America, and we have so much overstimulation now. But again, I think it's so important for us to understand and to streamline our focus and our energy if you want to execute the mission that you, you, you've set out to do and you want to be in integrity and serve with integrity. Yes. A hundred percent. So hundred percent. So I can talk with you all day, but I want to wrap up yes. with, um, some lightning round questions. Okay. What does sovereignty mean to you? Mm. I get an image. Um, so I'm going to describe the image. Okay. Um, it's standing, it's like, I get an image of me standing fully in my power with my eyes closed and my hands open. Mm. I see that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. What would you say was the one book that really revolutionized your life? God, I, I hate this question. Because there wasn't a book that revolutionized my life. Um, I would say one of the books that I really loved um, was The Four Agreements. Mm. I read that very early on in my journey because I I realized that those were all four agreements that I wasn't making with myself. <laughs> and so that really provided like a good pathway for me to begin. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was definitely one of mine too. Yeah. What would you say to younger Ruby? Keep showing up. Mm. keep showing up for you Mm. and where can we find more of you i'm all over the interweb every social media network i am ruby so that's at i am ruby or slash i am ruby and um i also because i value connection you can also text me Yes. (laughs) So if you listen to this podcast episode, I want to hear from you. I actually want to hear your biggest, biggest insight from this episode. So text me your biggest insight at 1-781-336-0160 and make sure you quote the podcast itself. So I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Nice execution. And (laughs) Oh, and I have a podcast. Hello. (laughs) I always forget that part. I have a podcast. It's called Today's Thought Leader. And I also, just like I mentioned earlier, um, I only interview people that I love. So check it out. Yes. Amazing. And what last little nugget of wisdom would you want to share with whoever's listening? The foundation of everything that you build is yourself. And so the biggest devotion that you hold must be towards yourself. It must be you being devoted to your personal growth, your spiritual growth, your expansion, to facing your shadows, to doing the work, to getting dirty, to getting messy. Because from that place, from that place, that's when you start to really lead with purpose. Ah, mm-hmm. yes, that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Ruby, for being on here and going deep and real. 
with me on this conversation. And I'm sure there's so many nuggets that you all can really take away from this episode. This was like one of the most powerful ones mm. that you've heard. I can tell. I know. I know. <laughs> this has been such a this has been such an incredible conversation. Thank you, Ruby, for sharing your medicine and for taking the time to 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 be in your integrity and to share from that space of wholehearted compassion and connection. Yeah, Sabrina, thank you so much for creating this space for for us, for me to do so. Yes, thank you. And thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll be hearing more of you soon. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcasts. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam.